The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is the Daily 10 with Matt Chernoff. All right, everybody, here we go. It's time for the Monday edition of the Daily 10. It's your friendly podcast host, Matt, back again to take you on this 10-minute sports journey of ours. I will say a happy early Thanksgiving to everybody. I know schedules are going to be a little weird this week, but I say this and I mean it. I'm very thankful for you guys for uh, being a part of this each and every day. And we are all champions still as we work our way to Thanksgiving. Speaking of the champion Braves, I've got some free agency stuff on them to get to coming up. But let's start with the football where Georgia handled its business against Charleston Southern 56-7. It was senior day. It went exactly how you would expect. Georgia played a ton of players. They got a big guy touchdown for Jordan Davis, and it was mostly fun, and you escaped without injuries. That's the most important thing. And it's officially official now. Georgia will face Alabama in the SEC championship on December the 4th. We knew it was most likely going to happen, but it became real when Bama beat Arkansas 42-35 on Saturday. So on Sunday morning, odds were released. Georgia is a four-point favorite in the game, and I would tell you to jump on that number now. There's no way that number is supposed to be that low. This is the Alabama sort of, uh, you know, name and, and value, which is a lot better than Alabama. And if you could get that number at four, jump on it now. Before the dogs will see Alabama, they'll close out their regular season Saturday at noon against Georgia Tech. Speaking of Georgia Tech, they lost to Notre Dame in embarrassing fashion, 55 to nothing on Saturday. To give you a little context on how the game was playing out, Georgia Tech was down 38-0 with 7.20 left in the second quarter. They were down 45-0 at the half, which seems impossible if you have any semblance of talent. Here was Georgia Tech's first quarter. You ready? They allowed a 50-yard kickoff return. Jordan Yates threw a pick six that was returned 50 yards. The Tech defense allowed a 52-yard touchdown catch. Georgia Tech's defense allowed a fourth down conversion. Tech committed three penalties, including a false start and a delay a game on back-to-back plays. Plus an unnecessary roughness, and there you go. All told in the first quarter, Georgia Tech gave up 24 points, 144 yards, two sacks, and a turnover. Undisciplined, unprepared, unable to come up with any answers. I feel bad for the kids at Georgia Tech because, as I said, they look completely unprepared. It's very clear now. Jeff Collins and his staff, they're in way over their heads. And I mean way over their heads. That's very obvious. This is a Notre Dame team that struggled to beat Florida State, Virginia Tech, and Toledo. All three of those teams, Toledo being one of them, that lost by three to Notre Dame. I think it's not too much to ask to say just compete. Don't be embarrassed, and that's what happened to uh, Georgia Tech. The Jackets defense allowed 514 total yards in the game. I mentioned a couple of turnovers, and poor Jordan Yates was sacked six times. The Tech defense has now allowed more than 480 yards in seven straight games. It's the longest streak in the ACC since 2004. Since that year, only four teams 
have longer streaks within a season of allowing that many yards. 2015 Kansas, 2018 Oregon State, 2019 Texas Tech, and way back 2007 UTEP. It's shameful. It really is. Now, on to Georgia, Georgia Tech. Um, Georgia's a 35-point favorite in the game. They can essentially pick the score. If they want to outpoint Notre Dame and Kirby's like, eh, I feel like scoring 60, well, they can. If Georgia wants to score 70, they can. It's just going to be a matter of how charitable Kirby's feeling that day about whether he wants to keep his starters in or make sure they don't get hurt with an SEC championship game coming in a week. Maybe the best news for the Jackets is because Alabama's waiting, there's a chance Kirby's not going to want to risk injuring anybody after they jump out 28 to, to nothing or 35 to three it's a sad state of affairs for georgia tech that they have no control over what happens even competing in the game and you saw that saturday against notre dame we are brought to you by the daily draft in downtown woodstock if you're looking for a place to go watch clean old-fashioned hate you can do it saturday at the daily draft it's in downtown woodstock on main street what you'll see before you walk through the doors a walk-up window where you can order drinks. Uh, when you walk through the doors, you'll see wall-to-wall flat screens, one of the biggest size movie screens with a front row for you to enjoy if you grab those seats early enough. Craft beer bar, self-serve taps, a chef-inspired menu. This isn't the deep-fried sports bar we're all accustomed to. This is a lot of great answers and great choices for the whole family. Make it a boys' night, make it a date night at the Daily Draft. And when you make it a lunch date, when you mention my podcast, The Daily 10, they'll take 10% off your lunch order at The Daily Draft. Go to daily, uh, thedailydraft.net to find out more. Ask about the tailgate box, the game day platter, and how you can get set up for your football viewing. All right, one more note on uh, Georgia and Georgia Tech. Folks, I mean this. I am all for history and tradition, but I'm also for fun and interesting. And Georgia, Georgia Tech is not fun, nor is it interesting anymore, and it hasn't been that way in a long time. To continue playing this game just because they've always done it and it's tradition... I don't know if that's a good enough reason anymore. Georgia, Georgia Tech wasn't played a year ago because of the shortened seasons due to COVID. Nobody cared. We didn't miss anything. We actually caught a break not having to endure a wasted three hours at noon on the final Saturday of the regular season. For Georgia fans, they don't hate Georgia Tech anymore. They're like a little gnat that they flick away and it's like it's not even a good rival anymore. For the Georgia Tech fan, I don't even know if they hate Georgia. They just hate the game because they know how one-sided the thing gets. There's no hate involved in this these days. Georgia's won the last three games in the series by an average of 33 points. Georgia leads the series 42-14, to 14, dating all the way back to 1964. So do the math on that. Georgia's won 75% of those games in the last 56 meetings. It gets worse, though. Georgia's won 23 of the last 30 games played in the series. That number goes up to a 76% clip for Georgia. And the Dogs have now won 16 of the last 19 head-to-head with the Jackets. That's an 84% winning percentage. What are we doing? Like, what, what, what are we doing with this game anymore? Because that's all it's, all it's always been. I went way back into the archives. The series was tied at 26-26 with five ties from 1893 to 1963, if we believe the records are accurate. It was a fair fight, a competitive series. It hasn't been that way in 50 years. Something's got to change. Maybe you play it every other year. Hell, maybe you play it every third year. Maybe you play it in the, in the season opener. Maybe you mix in a game at Mercedes-Benz. I don't know. But doing it this way, nobody can work up the hate for it anymore. 
you've got Michigan and Ohio State playing at the same time on Saturday afternoon at noon. Georgia and Georgia Tech fans would rather watch that game because they already know the result of what's going to happen at Bobby Dodd Stadium, which will be three-fourths filled with Georgia fans. I, I don't have an answer, but I know it's not working this way. All right, I told you I have some Braves hot stove stuff for you. Things have been very quiet along the uh, hot stove for the most part around baseball. For the Braves, it's only been the signing of Manny Pena, the backup catcher. But like I said, they're not alone. So the Astros made the signing of Justin Verlander. Noah Syndergaard went to the Angels. And there have been a few other smaller moves um, that have happened. Eduardo Rodriguez, he signed a free agent deal with the Tigers. But like I said, not much. Now, with that in mind and the baseball CBA about to expire in nine days, things are going to get very quiet. Um, It'll go all dark on baseball's front after December 1st. And then until a deal's done, you won't hear about anything. Nothing can happen. And then when everything gets ramped back up after a new deal is, is agreed to, then there'll be things quickly happening on Fast Forward. Well, I saw where MLB.com had a piece up on one free agent that every major league team should target. For the Braves, they mentioned Michael Conforto, the former New York Mets outfielder. Now they write, Adam Duvall, Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario, and Jorge Soler did a a fantastic job for the Braves since being acquired prior to the deadline. Now all but Duvall are free agents leaving Atlanta in search of outfield help. They mentioned Conforto had a disappointing 2021 season, but the Braves know how good he was and how solid he was for the Mets, making him a great bounce-back candidate for next season. Now, I I agree with what they're writing here. Um, The Braves love the reclamation guy, buying low, one-year deal, see if he can bounce back. I would just think if the – and this is how I would do it. If the Braves don't like the value because the market dictates that Eddie Rosario is going to get more or Jorge Soler gets priced out, for instance, well, then Michael Conforto does make some sense. He's only 29. He had 33 home runs two seasons ago with the Mets. He had an 856 OPS. He's been a productive player, and we know those type of guys have flourished in Atlanta, going back to Josh Donaldson, more recently Solaire and, and Duvall and, and Rosario. So if Anthopolis looked at a guy like Conforto who says, yeah, I'll bet on myself on a one-year $16 million deal, for instance, I think it would make some sense. Young, talented, and he would know coming into a really good situation where other guys before me have bet on themselves, did a show-me deal, and then it paid off for them. That's one of those names to kind of keep in mind as this thing plays out. Only if, see, I, again, I would go back to Duvall's under control with arbitration if they just want to you know, write him a 9 or $10 million check. Rosario and Soler and Jock, the market will dictate coming off World Series runs what baseball thinks of them and also how the Braves view those deals. Uh, Tomorrow, I do want to mention this, too, that the Braves' TV numbers came out after Liberty Media had one of their big financial get-togethers, and the Braves' TV deal is about to even pop more. So they're doing very well from a revenue standpoint. With the postseason run, fans being back in the building, TV numbers about to pop another 20 or 40 million. So it's going to be hard to convince people that you can't give Freddie Freeman the money he's looking for or any of these other free agents. But like I said, we'll get into that more tomorrow. Uh, We're brought to you by the Daily Draft, downtown Woodstock. Go see them today for lunch. They'll take 10% off your lunch order when you mention the Daily 10. And I'll be on the radio this afternoon in Atlanta at 2 o'clock on 680 The Fan. Back here again tomorrow for the next edition of the Daily 10. 
Subscribe to the Daily 10 now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia.